Yeah, I saw this little thing on um, Facebook. Actually, fast forward to that little picture. That, there's a little picture in the, in the PowerPoint. Um, if you can find it, we'll come back to that. There we go. Faith is like Wi-Fi. It's invisible, but it has the power to connect you to what you need. And it's uh, being a little bit of a computer geek at heart. I, uh, it connected with me and I thought, yeah, that's really good. It's the thing that connects us to heaven. So we're going to be talking about um, faith. But while we're on the subject of connect, wasn't it so good? The connect camp. I mean, extraordinary the blessing and favour of God upon us. Um, it, it was amazing, amazing, amazing. We had like rain up until sort of Friday afternoon and then it stopped and went sunny for Saturday, Sunday, Monday and then it started raining again on Tuesday. So what a window in the weather we had and I just want to give my thanks to absolutely everyone. There was a team of over 300 volunteers who helped make that thing happen. And, and all of them worked really, really hard. And if any one, two, three, four, fifty, hundred people had done all of that work, it would have wrecked them completely. These things only happen where people really pitch in and do it. So thank you very much to everyone who did that. Um, I also thought Julie's word about the big shoes, very good, very good. I think the Lord is asking us at the moment to step up into something bigger. And of course, um, at the moment, we're, we're, we're toying with the idea of uh, doing some meetings up at the new school uh, that some of you came to when Russ Parker came, uh, because we feel like we're getting a little bit constricted here. There's not so much room for the kids to spread out and play and do their thing and flag waving. Sean, where is he? Oh, man, needs to get those flags going and, and stuff like that. And there's just not the room really in here to do it, nor the ceiling space. So we've got this great opportunity to try it out. And at the beginning of July, Hopefully, if it all comes together, we're going to give it a go. We're going we're gonna to go in there for a meeting just to kind of test it out and see how it works, see how the rooms work, see what we need to do, how we need to get stuff in there. But it may well feel like we're stepping into some big shoes. We will kind of rattle around in there a bit because it's like there's room for 500 people in that uh, theatre and um, there is such a lot of space in there. But... I believe as we step into it, God's going to bring the increase. And I think the thing that the Lord's been saying to me is that, I mean, it's been lovely to enjoy a season of increase where people are getting uh, joined on to the church, where people are getting saved and things are beginning to happen. Uh, but that's been good. But we're coming into a time of explosive increase. That's what he's been saying to me. And that actually things are going to start happening very, very quickly. And so we need to get things in place to allow that happen. So our message of faith um, is going to be very important at this time. Okay, let's go back to the start of that little doodah. And um, we're going to kick off with uh, a few scriptures from Hebrews, Hebrews 6, 11 to 12. Yeah, our great desire is that you will keep loving others as long as life lasts in order to make certain that what you hope for will come true, then you will not become spiritually dull and indifferent. Instead, you will follow the example of those who are going to inherit God's promises because of their faith 
and endurance or faith and patience, some, some uh, versions of the Bible said. And, you know, faith is the real lifeblood of, Christian, of the Christian life. It is, it is the thing that makes us alive in Christ. It is the thing that connects us to him. It is the thing that connects us to heaven. And that's why the little analogy of the Wi-Fi is very good in a way. Because it's the Wi-Fi that sort of connects us to the internet, isn't it? And gets us connected there so that we can receive from it. We can download stuff. We can kind of buy things off Amazon and they arrive the next day if you've got a Prime account. And uh, all of that good stuff. Uh, There's this connection which makes a whole wealth of resources available to us. And that is, faith is very much like our Wi-Fi, which needs switching on. And ready to go. And no more so than at this moment, because we may have a lot of promises available to us in the Bible and personally given to us in words of prophecy and encouragement from others. Uh, But without faith, we will not inherit those promises. We will not step into them. You know, where people give us prophetic words and um, promises like that they are not just predictions they are not like someone fortune telling saying oh one day you know you're going to be a missionary in china it's not just a prediction it is a communication of the heart of god that his is his best heart for your destiny okay he is he is revealing it to you but it is not a prediction because it takes cooperation to actually step into it And if he says you're going to be a missionary in China, then there's no good just sitting in your bedroom, kind of sitting watching the TV and then hoping that one day, bang, you'll get translated into the middle of China. These things can happen. I don't want to kind of dampen your faith in any way. But I suspect that the way that it will happen is that you'll start getting a heart for the place. You'll start investigating the place. You might even start learning the language so that when you go there, you can begin to communicate with those people. And there's a certain preparation and cooperation that goes on. And part of those things, part of that cooperation, is the activation of faith. There's a lot of Asians in that, isn't there? There is an activation of faith that comes through stepping out and physically doing something. But we'll get on to that. Faith, I've often said, is belief plus expectation. It's like a little formula. Faith equals belief plus expectation. Because believing something isn't necessarily faith. You can believe, uh, for example, that God heals. But unless you have that expectation that he will heal, that is the thing that combined with belief will begin to engage and draw down the resources of heaven. We'll get onto that a bit more. Faith is the only way to inherit the promises of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, the Bible says. It's impossible to please God without faith. So we do need to make it a priority in our lives. Okay, so let's look at the next scripture, Hebrews 11. One to three. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. Now, that's the expectation bit, isn't it? Hope, in a way, a hope is a 
it's, it's a sort of a vague belief in a way. We sort of hope that something will happen. And a, and a belief is a little bit further on. You actually believe it will happen. When you add in the expectation, you know that it is going to happen. Okay, There's something inside. And this is what this scripture is talking about. Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us the assurance, assurance about the things we cannot see. And through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. So we know that by faith, the entire universe was formed. I'm not even sure that's not a next bit of scripture, is it? Nope. Maybe. But we know that by faith, um, the whole universe was formed at God's command. It, the, the Bible says God used faith to create the universe. Now, there's something about this creation thing which has really been stirring in my heart of late. Um, you know, because we, we have, we've had faith for a number of things. We've had faith that... Kind of maybe um, when someone's got a bad back, we can lay hands on it and the pain will ease and things will get better. We've had faith that, you know, we want to go on a mission trip or something and by faith we, we wait and someone, God moves the heart of someone to write a check and pass it on to us we, and so on. And these are all great. This is God. This is faith in action. This is the kingdom at work. God moving through the hearts of his body to encourage and help one another. But there's an element to this creation. Okay, when God created the universe, it said, you know, in the beginning, God created the earth. And and the word for created back in Genesis 1 is actually created out of nothing. So there was nothing, and then, bang, there was something. It is creation out of absolutely nothing at all, but just at the word of God and through faith. I mean, I think it's amazing that he uses faith as well. And in in those Hebrew scriptures, it says that he created the universe through faith. But, He has created us in his image, hasn't he? We have the DNA of God within us. We are made in his image and we have that same ability to create. And there's something about this which is starting to stir me. And I believe and I'm declaring it now that we are coming into a season of seeing creative miracles. I'm not talking about kind of just where like coincidental miraculous happenings. I mean, I'm talking about real creative miracles miracles and there's a couple of stories that um oh actually let's go on to that romans that romans verse romans 4 16 to 22 so the promise is received by faith it is given as a free gift and we are all certain to receive it so there again the promises and the gift can only be received through faith we've got to be we've got to activate that um And we're all certain to receive it, whether we live according to the law of Moses, if we have faith like Abraham's. For Abraham was the father of all who believe. This is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. Now, God was a God, it says, who calls things which don't exist as though they do. 
What was on the next slide? I think I've lost a bit of my thing, but never mind. Because in Romans 4, it does say, God is the God who calls things which don't exist as though they did. So he's kind of calling that bit of space down there. He kind of looks at it and says, what we need is a table. And so he says, be a table. And out of nothing, it appears. That is what God is, Romans 4. He's the God who calls things which don't exist as though they did. Let's go on, because that bit has got a little bit confused, into the realm of creative miracles. There's a couple of stories I want to um, just tell you. Um, One of them was from a guy that we came across who came down here to speak um, like a few years ago called Craig Marsh. Has anyone ever heard of him? He's a New Zealander. Yeah, and uh, he has the most amazing testimony. And um, he was someone who uh, suffered with stomach cancer. Now we've got like things like going on all over the place haven't we uh, of where we're in a battle and kind of really forcing through to get the victory in some of some of these areas but this Craig Marsh had stomach cancer and it got very very advanced and he had virtually all of his stomach removed so much so that he got to the point where he could only kind of take a tiny, tiny bit of food, like on a teaspoon, like a little bit of banana, and it would cause him excruciating pain every time any food went in, but it's the only way he could get any nutrients in. And he was literally in the last couple of weeks of his life. He'd been told that, you know, this is really it. Go home, sort your affairs out. Uh, it's, It's time to go. There was nothing more they could do. And a friend of his picked him up and took him to um, a conference and and it was the most unusual conference because it was the most dry and dusty Methodist convention where people didn't clap, put their hands up, shout. There was kind of no, they were just there to be calm. And um, he, he he took him along. He just felt the whisper of the Lord to take him along to this place in his wheelchair and. Uh, in one of the sessions, he just felt the Lord say, right, he, he was involved in, the, in leading the thing. So he had some uh, involvement in it. But he got up on the microphone and said, look, my dear friend Craig here is, is literally in the last weeks of his life now. If there is anyone here with any faith for healing, would they please come down and just stand with me now and pray for this dear brother? And um, I think maybe two people out of the 400 like came and, and walked out and stood with him on the stage. Didn't actually say anything, but he just prayed and said, Lord, let your presence come and let healing be revealed in Craig's body. And at that moment, the presence of God descended on the whole convention. And he was telling in his story, he said it was absolutely amazing because these people had no faith for encountering the presence of God. They had no faith for healing. They had no faith for anything. But the presence of God invaded this place. And before very long, pretty much every single person was on the floor. 
unable to speak and unable to do anything, including all the people on the platform and including Craig, who had rather alarmingly fallen out of his wheelchair and was lying on the floor. And the place went completely silent. It's, it's the most amazing story to listen to. If you can get hold of the tape of, um, of uh, how he recounts it. But then he said, everyone's just going to lying there for quite a few minutes in silence, in total silence, just not sure what had happened. But as they were lying there, the people on the stage suddenly thought, what is that noise? What is that noise? And they could hear this. And they're kind of looking around thinking, it's really loud. Where is it coming from? And, you know, the, the guy who was, uh, who'd been doing the praying got up and started moving around. And suddenly they realize it's coming from Craig on the floor. And so they get down and put the microphone down near him and amplify this gurgling that is coming from Craig's stomach. And uh, it is absolutely amazing. The Lord did a creative miracle in his body and totally replaced all of the digestive organs in his body, completely and utterly. He got up and said, I feel hungry. And he went down and tucked into the meal prepared for the conference, which was southern fried chicken (laughs) and fries, fried food. He'd never been able to touch any oil at all. It would have like totally sent him into spasms of pain. He and then he finished that off and he said, I'm still hungry. And they went out and found a McDonald's and had a Big Mac. A Big Mac, Christina's like, so that's why he got in that trouble in the first place. Um, but he ate this food and, and it was digesting and it was going through. And he was completely and instantaneously healed. And he went back to his doctors and said, I need you to examine me. And because he had all the, the scans, he went back to the doctor who actually removed the majority of his stomach. And he said, I can't explain it. It's a, it is a miracle. And he now has the scans of, of nothing and then something back. And this guy, Ian, just bung up. Just uh, This is kind of tiny short, this little, um, this is him. Okay, so just play it, if it will. Well, Lancaster City Church, good morning. I'm Craig Marsh, and it's an absolute privilege and a thrill right at this moment to, to share with you just a little bit about my life, what God has done in it. In Mark chapter 9, you have a story of a father, and he comes to Jesus, and his heart cries for his son. And he says to Jesus, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. And Jesus' response in verse 23 is, if you can, question mark. And then says, Everything is possible for him who believes. And the father's immediate response back was, was, Lord, I I believe, help my unbelief. Now, this dad was not contradicting himself. It was really a heart cry. It was, Lord, I I, I believe in healing. I mean, he brought his son to the disciples in the first place. It was really a cry of, Lord, I believe, but help me to know it as a revelation. You see, you can... Believe in something intellectually, theoretically, even theologically. But until you get it revelationally, you'll never have it experientially. And I think this father was 
in that place. You know, he believed in it intellectually. He brought his son to the disciples in the first place. I think he believed it uh, theologically. He knew that there was this rabbi moving around. I just don't think he had a revelation of it. And you know, I, I, I was in that place. I believed in healing intellectually. I believed it theoretically. I believed it theologically, but I didn't have a revelation of it until, well, May 1999. In May 1999, in the last weeks of my life, dying of gastrointestinal cancer, having had most of my stomach removed surgically, in the last weeks of my life, God sovereignly, supernaturally, miraculously, recreatively healed me. On that day, I remember standing there and just, I stopped telling God what to do and how to do it. It came down to one thing for me. God, that I would, that I would know you, that I'd have some revelation of your heartbeat. And in that moment of surrender, not, not giving up, but in that moment of absolute surrender, he sovereignly, supernaturally, miraculously healed me. And everything that had been surgically removed was miraculously replaced. And ever since that day, my wife and I, we've been well traveling around the world, just sharing and praying for people with that encouragement that everything is possible for them who believe. I want to encourage you this day right now to believe the impossible, to go after it. Nothing, absolutely nothing is impossible for God. And if he can sovereignly, supernaturally heal me and replace even that which the surgeons took out, he can touch you, change you. Don't be satisfied for just small things. Go after the big things. Believe for, for audacious things. Nothing is impossible for God. Everything okay. is possible for them who believe. Get it as a revelation. Because if you do, I tell you the revelation... That's brilliant. I just wanted to put that on to say he's a real person. That happened like 14 years ago. He is still on the road today going around telling people and is completely and utterly healed. It is fantastic. There was another testimony I heard from uh, the Bethel site and there, there is I've discovered a new resource which is just like a treasure trove of thing. It's a, a website address, the, the testimonies uh, on ibethel.org. It's got written testimonies of all the things going on and there are 85 pages of like just the titles of things and you just go through them and the most extraordinary things have happened. But one I heard, and this is how I found this, because I was searching for it. When we were over there on one of our trips, and I'm not even sure it's when Chris and I went the first time, but I heard this story about this young girl who was on the school of ministry. And she was worshipping the Lord. And um, in one of her worship times, she had this vision of going up to heaven. And um, when she was in heaven and kind of walking around and being shown by an angel, she went into this room that had these rather peculiar body parts hanging around the place there was feet there was elbows there was kind of hands and it kind of looked a little bit grotesque in a way and um but she said what what is this and she and the angel said to her these are parts that you can call down from heaven to re to replace in people that have been wounded or have lost something and she got this kind of little little vision and it's a dream and it's kind of a bit weird and stuff but anyway there she is going off on a mission trip and this lady comes up to her and she's got her leg is completely straight and fused and she's um she can't walk on it yeah she's in a she's in a wheelchair and the whole thing's kind of out straight in front of her 
And she comes up for prayer and they, and they ask her, so what, what do you want prayer for? I mean, obviously she's in a wheelchair. She said, well, I want prayer because the Lord told me that I was going to dance before him. And um, I, ha- I was involved in this terrible car accident and um, the surgeons wanted to actually amputate my leg. Uh, but I wouldn't let them because I had this word saying I was going to dance before the Lord. And so I thought, I can't dance without my legs. And so they repaired it as best they could. But they did need to take the kneecap out and fuse everything that was left to keep it completely straight. And she was unable to walk at all. And this girl who was on the team said, well, I know where you can get a new kneecap. <laughs> and so in that moment, she just like reaches up to heaven, kind of remembering that place that she'd been into with these various things and took a new kneecap for this lady, prayed and said, let it there. And all of a sudden, things start moving around under the skin. (laughs) And you read the testimony on on the Bethel website. I mean, it is like they're extraordinary. Uh, But this woman is completely and utterly healed and she gets up and starts moving around she can bend her leg and she can start walking on it again now that's really good and we celebrate the good news and everything but there's something to this there is something about this wi-fi connection i believe you know when jesus told his disciples to pray and said pray this way let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Part of what he was actually saying to do there was to get that Wi-Fi connection to reach up and take hold of the things from heaven and bring them to earth. You know? And it is by faith that we do that and we can do it on behalf of others. I think I'm going to finish up actually very soon because I think we should just pray for a few people um, at the end of this and I don't want to take up too much time kind of talking about the theories of it because I'm, I'm just sensing that there are a number of people and, my, and myself included in the past sort of year or so who've been coming into some seemingly impossible situations and like there was the word about kind of people who've got real, real worries and stuff like that. And I, I felt like I'd been set up a few times by the Lord in terms of backed into a corner that I felt he'd led me into. Uh, but then it seemed like when we got there, there was no way out. It was like we were kind of a bit trapped. And it's like I'd in a way I'd run out of plan B, C, D, E and F. And everything. I had nothing more to do. You get to the place where it's God or nothing. And I'm sensing that this is a season that we're coming into now. God wants to reveal his kingdom in a way that we haven't seen before. He wants to do it. And, you know, there's a number of things where we've been stepping out and we've been pushing forward and we've. Uh, been kind of wrestling with these things and had some successes and we've had some failures and stuff. But the really important thing is the truth is those resources are in heaven and we keep on moving forward. We keep on declaring because this is what Jesus did in Acts 10.38, I think. 
Uh, that's one of the scriptures right at the end. Let me just check that, make sure I've got it correct. That'll do. Acts 10.38, you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And then the other scripture as well, which is straight after that. The thief does not come except to steal, kill and destroy. Some say, yeah, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Jesus went around looking for where the devil had brought destruction, where the enemy had come to steal, kill and destroy. And he healed all who were oppressed by the devil. That's what he made a point of doing, going around the area and undoing what the enemy had done. And sometimes it was like in cases that had gone past the point of no return. That is the, that is the, the sense that, that I had this morning that there were going to be some dramatic things that happened where we felt it had gone past the point of no return uh, where he was going to do a creative miracle and was going to bring health and strength to the bewilderment of those around them and I just have to stand on that so why don't we we're, we're almost at 20 past anyway so why don't why don't we just stand together whoa and let's just pray. Father, 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 we just, we just come to you and say we want to switch on our Wi-Fi, our faith Wi-Fi, and get connected in. Yes. Lord, like Craig was saying, we believe this stuff intellectually. We believe it theologically. Lord, and we need to just get a revelation of this into our hearts, deep into our hearts, to really believe that we can, through you, make a difference Amen. to situations, to people around us, that we can see people delivered from the oppression of the enemy. So just come. I, I pray for a release of the gift of faith into hearts today. I think it would be good if... I mean, is this resonating with anyone at all? Does anyone kind of find themselves in a place um, perhaps where they kind of feel like something's gone past the point of no return and are in need of a creative miracle? Yes. Well, I th would it be OK to come, come out here and, and we could get the and anyone who wants to come, just just come on out. Let's get the ministry team out as well and let's get going on this. If you all merging together, then it's kind of all gets a bit anonymous and stuff. But I'm thinking also along financial things um, where something's kind of got robbed away. And um, it's not just about um, it's not just about kind of like getting a bit of increase and stuff. But I think there is going to be some creative miracles done. <laughs> Hello, Micah. Have you come to be with me? <laughs> it doesn't want to be here. Um, where we may well find that, you know, money like starts appearing. I want to declare this, okay, out of nowhere. Yeah. 
Now, I, I, I believe in good stewardship and I, I believe in good sound management and tithing and offering and all of that sort of stuff. But what I want to see released now is for this new season is a creative miracle. Is that okay? Yes. Good. I'm so glad that it is. So, Lord, come. I just come and meet with these people that uh, people have had things robbed away at different times. Things have gone past the point of no return. But we say that with you, all things are possible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. And we want to just hold these different situations in our mind and our heart before you and say, come, kingdom of God. Come, kingdom of God. Be manifested in the lives of people who are sick, people who um, have had uh, injuries that have gone past the point of no return, people who have lost finances and feel that it has like just gone beyond what they can manage and we just say come, come, come where backs have been damaged and someone has told you that you're just going to have to live with that now, we're just going to have to manage the pain for the rest of the time well we say no and we call down for recreative miracles in discs we just say let discs be repaired now in the name of Jesus I seriously think the Lord is going to start doing something with us with brain injuries brain injuries uh, different types of things uh, dementia, Alzheimer's um, and anywhere where the brain has been damaged in any way the restoration and recreation is going to be released in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, we just bless Micah. Bless him. Yeah. And Sean. Come Jesus, come Jesus. Repair, repair, repair. Hey, hey, hey. Come Lord.
not just because we're your kids and Jesus has won this for us we want this for our land and for our community demonstration of your glory we say let all the praise and the glory go back to you thank you Lord Just as people start to return back into the room, it won't be long now till we are celebrating the birth of baby Thomas. I think Jen wished she wasn't really here today, that she'd rather be holding her baby by now. But it's not going to be long. You can always get Moses to cast it out. (laughs) But... I wanted to just say, um, in a very short time, it would be lovely to be able to bless Jen and Nathan with some meals to help them through those first few days after the baby's born. And if you would like to offer to make a meal to be delivered to them, um, could you let, it was Paula who reminded me, so could you let Paula know and she'll get a list together. All right, of what's going to go there and when. So we just bless you today, Nathan and Jen. God's timing is perfect. It's going to be all right. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Um, I'm... Let me just add on a, a couple of stories we heard from Faldi Brennan, actually, about healings that have happened there. Quite often, the healings haven't happened at the moment. It's kind of as they went and they slept. And so I would really encourage you that this is a prophetic word that I believe the Lord has dropped into my heart. Now, you know, that means it is true. That means it is God's intention for us to step into All I would ask you is to stay connected with this word, to really kind of let it get inside you and say, yes, agree with it, stand with it and say, this is the season we are stepping into now and to stay with it, stay with it, because 
just like the girl who, who had the terrible skin condition at Faldu Brennan and went away from the meeting disappointed, woke up the next morning completely clear, completely, even after she'd left the place and gone home. Uh, but it happened. Something was set in motion, and I believe that something is being set in motion today at this time as we've made the declaration. So just agree with it, go with it, and uh, connect to it with faith and say, yes, please, we're going for that. We'll have it. Is that okay?